This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs here on the Paddling Fin Podcast. I'm your host, Sean, and I'm proud and happy to welcome back Miss Susie Q. What's up, everybody? So Susie has been super crazy busy with lots of interesting things. So we figured uh, for tonight's show, we could just kind of recap uh, kind of what she's been up to and um, all the cool things that she's been doing. We have a few pictures that we can share and um yeah so welcome back Susie. how you been <laughs> thanks uh it's been a wild <laughs> and crazy life oh, maybe a little shorter than a month i i can't even i can't even remember like things just went by so fast but uh let's see here so i know towards the end of august um I had uh, my uh, KBL championship, uh, which was up on Turtle Flambeau up in way northern Wisconsin. That was quite uh, the trip as well. Um, you know, 
northern woods, Wisconsin, out in the middle of nowhere, beautiful, clear, starry skies. It was it was awesome. Uh, I stayed in an Airbnb with um, I think like seven other people. I think there's like yeah, six or seven of us that stayed there. I mean, we had a blast. It was it was awesome. Um, uh, caught decent amount of fish. Um, I didn't really get on them until like the last day, but it worked out in my favor uh, just because. Uh, they had like a little thing to where whoever made the biggest jump in placement from day one to day two, uh, which happened to be me, I jumped up, what was it, 15 or 16 places, something like that. Because like day one, I had only gotten, was it two fish or something like that? Yeah, I can't remember. Day one, okay. yeah, day one was when my... Uh, the belt on my drive uh, decided to snap on me again. So that was fun. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I just kind of had to make do, but yeah, I'd only got um, two fish, I believe. Yeah. Two or one. I, I don't even remember. Uh, but then day two, I came back swinging and uh, I got uh, probably, uh, I think I got like seven fish that day, which got me up to like eight or nine. So it was a different format of a tournament. And um, we, uh, instead of doing, you know, five fish day one and then another five fish day two, we did it to where you could catch 10 fish um, for like, you know, both days. So like day one, if you caught 10 fish, they counted towards your total. And then day two, if you caught more fish, it would cull anything you had from day one. So that way, you know, people who might have not done so well on day one could come back and make a comeback on day two. So it was a very interesting format, which I, I was in favor of, because <laughs> obviously, you know, I made a big comeback on day two. And um, it jumped me up quite a bit. And then I won a... 100 amp hour, 12 volt, uh, bio, you know, battery, which, you know, th those things are pretty pricey. So, Oh, heck yeah. Yeah. That was pretty awesome in itself. So I was like, okay, you know, definitely, uh, definitely worth, uh, you know, the trip and everything. Um, but you know, it was, it was a great, uh, event overall weather actually wasn't that bad. It was during the hottest like week. Uh, of August, basically, because back home, uh, I think that Thursday I had looked and um, it was it said it felt like 120 degrees. And I was just like, oh, yeah, no. So like I sent a screenshot to Adam and it oh said, uh, you know, it was like 64 or something like that up where I was. So I was like, oh, I hear it's hot down in Illinois <laughs> right now. <laughs> so. Yeah, we, uh, we escaped that super hot week. Um, and then um, shortly after that, so I got home from that on a Monday. And then that Tuesday, I had to drive down to Springfield uh, for a meeting for work. And then, um, then I was at work normally for that four days. And then we came up on Labor Day weekend. I worked one day uh, on the 5th. And then I drove down to Southern Indiana for the women's fishing event. And so that was uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. 
and then like um we had just like a little uh kind of get together breakfast on uh sunday morning but uh it was actually a really good time this year um we had a much smaller group which wasn't necessarily a bad thing uh it was a lot more intimate and we could spend a lot more time uh with the ladies one-on-one which was you know pretty good because i mean our biggest event that we've had you know has been 50 women and that can be a lot for just you know the couple of uh of you know women who help run it and volunteer and all that other stuff so uh, we were down at um it was like the sportsman's farm or something like that i have to look up the name again but um it was like two minutes from um caesar's uh hotel and casino in southern indiana so like we had lodging there and we would just drive back and forth so it's pretty nice and so um you know, we get there, we meet and greet. Um, obviously, you know, being um, a helper from the beginning, you know, I helped with uh, setup and everything and whatnot. Got to meet a couple new ladies. There were a lot of familiar faces there too. So it was, it was, it was really great to just have kind of like that that smaller atmosphere to just you know have a lot better time to like, you know, connect with everybody, mingle with everyone and just, you know, be able to feel like I was able to give attention to, um, you know, each lady that needed it. And so, um, day one was, um, I know Mel talked about, you know, CPR tournaments, uh, Christine Fisher was there. She gave a seminar on, you know, using a fish finder, how to kind of understand what you're looking at, what you're seeing, and then talked about, you know, social media, in a sense, you know, as far as, you know, how to integrate yourself onto social media. Um, and one of the biggest takes from that, you know, and especially for our listeners who are, you know, maybe on the fence about social media, or just not sure about it, you know, the best thing that you can do for yourself is to just, um, you know, be you, you know, don't, don't try to, you know, put on this barrage of like, you know, oh, I, you know, like fake or whatever, or whatever, just be you and just be yourself, you know, what you might think uh, nobody would want to watch is probably what people are going to want to watch. You know, Christine was saying that, uh, she was super surprised at how people really wanted to see, um, you know, like her, her fumbles and, you know, the tournaments that don't always go well for her. They, you know, they want to see and want to know that, you know, it's not always about, you know, winning or cashing a check or anything like that. You know, it's also about those times on the water where maybe you're just not able to put all the pieces together and how to learn from that. But the biggest thing, you know, is just to be yourself and then also how to reach out to uh, some of the sponsors as well, you know, because a lot more and especially in this time and age where social media just drives everything, you know, you, you kind of have to figure out a way to make yourself stand out a, among the, you know, thousands of other people that might be trying to connect um, or contact the sponsor that you're going after as well. <clears throat> so, you know, definitely a lot of good food for thought, food for thought with that. And then uh, afternoons were uh, mostly 
time on the water to kind of show some different um, techniques and skills and whatnot. Uh, day two, um, I felt like was a um, kind of like a more of like me teaching everybody type of day. So um, spent the whole morning doing a lot of seminars on, um, you know, choosing rods and reels, what line, what ratio reels to pair with things, um, you know, understanding what uh, action and what, um, um, oh my gosh, power, there we go. What power rods to choose, you know, for which techniques, how to know when to use like braid versus mono versus fluoro, um, you know, just all, kind of all those different things. Cause you know, a lot of these ladies, you know, some still may fish from the bank and some still may only just have like a spinning rod. And so they, they're completely clueless as to what the proper gear is and be like, uh, this says like seven MH, like what the heck does that mean? You know, so helping them understand, you know, just, just the different terminology and what for one thing. And then, you know, not only explaining, but like also showing them as well. Um, we had like a big screen TV there that we could use. And, uh, you know, me, I know a lot of people learn from visual visualization. So like I found some uh, YouTube videos that kind of showed and explained, you know, the way, um, you know, a rod's power and action works and that type of thing just to, you know, help with uh, reinforcing some of those uh, different knowledges and skills. And then um, <laughs> the uh, this hasn't necessarily been like advertised yet, but um, I pre-planned this. And so, you know, I, I'm also uh, like the like safety person too, because you know, if you guys don't know, like I have a lot of experience with like safety things. <laughs> um, so uh, part of my uh, safety demonstration this year was um, I purposefully got a self-embedded hook into my leg. <laughs> so I know people are like, wait a second. How does that work? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> <laughs> What I did was, is I took a whopper plopper, I took the front hook off, because everybody knows how sticky whopper plopper hooks are. I mean, like, yeah, I catch them all the time as it is. And so I cut off two of the three treble hooks on the back hook, and I would just kind of like, kind of like smack on my leg until it would finally go. And then, you know, of course, I mean, some people who are listening, this may not be the best for you if you're kind of queasy or whatever, but you know, I had to push it in there to embed it, you know, and of course, you know, some of the ladies are just like standing there like, what? <laughs> you know, and they're like, well, doesn't that hurt? And I'm like, I promise you, this doesn't really hurt. It just feels like a weird pressure. So, <laughs> you know, a lot of them were just dumbfounded that I could even do that. And they're just like, Oh God, how can you do that to yourself? And I'm like, I promise it, it doesn't even hurt. Like it doesn't even face me. I've had worse things happen to me. So, you know, and so, because <laughs> I, I really wanted to, you know, show them, okay, you know what you do in the event you get an embedded hook. Cause sometimes, and I've had it happen to me, you know, I've got an embedded hook in my right hand and I'm right-handed and just been like, kind of SOL because I didn't have split ring pliers 
And I was in the middle of nowhere. So I'm like, okay, you know, one, you want to always make sure you have the tools that you need while you're out on the water and uh, making sure that you also have a pair of, um, uh, they're like, uh, they're on Tackle Warehouse. I can't remember the exact name of them, but um, they're like um, hook clippers. So like they can literally cut through like the bends and the hooks. So that way you can get uh, two of the three treble hooks cut off. So that way you don't embed yourself again or <laughs> are at risk for, you know, catching on other things. So anyway, so, you know, I showed them how to, uh, you know, take it off of the split ring and everything, making sure to emphasize, you know, make sure you keep the hook uh, kind of secure because you don't want it wiggling around. You know, you might cause more injury type of thing while you're doing that. And uh, then show them the trick of, you know, pushing down on the eye of the hook and then just taking whatever line you have available to you at the time and just thook, pulling it right out, you know. And a lot of people were amazed, but it, it kind of got ruined a little bit because the previous day, um, Amy, oh my gosh, I can't remember her last name, um, starts with a B. She's from uh, Florida and uh, she, <laughs> she was ironically fishing with a whopper plopper. And I think it got stuck in a bush or something and she was pulling it out of the tree and it came at her and I think she stuck her hand up and boom, it embedded right into her hand. And so I didn't know any of this had went on. And all of a sudden I hear somebody yelling, uh, Susie, you, uh, you want some uh, real on the water education you can use for your class tomorrow? And I'm like, <laughs> maybe depends they're like well we need your help regardless so i go over there you know and i'm just like oh man what happened now and sure enough you know the poor gal is you know sitting there in the kayak like what do i do you know she's got a full whopper plopper stuck in her hand it was only one barb but i mean it was it was in there pretty good and so i was just like it's okay i i i got you i got you so you know i carefully, you know, went to work and everything and, uh, was able to get it out, uh, you know, relatively, uh, unscathed in a sense. And, uh, let's see here. I can actually, I'm going to see if I can actually share this here in a sec. Um, so Wendy Biles, she is from Florida as well she's like crazy good with like social media. Like I, I need to have like a sit down session with her <laughs> as well. Um, but you know, she was recording, uh, everything that was going on. And then like, you know, five minutes later, she had like a video created and everything. I was like, how the heck did you do that? And she's like, I don't know. I just kind of self-taught myself. I'm like, you're going to have to help me with this because like trying to edit GoPro footage, I'm just like, I, I, how do you know what to transition? How do you know, like, what music to use or anything like that? She's just like, oh, no, I, I, I'll i I'll tell you. I'll show you. I'm like, okay. So anyway, so for our viewers who might be watching, so let's see if I can get this to. So if you can see it, bloop. I pulled it. So there it is before. Huh. Yep, it was real quick, and then bloop, just popped it right out. 
Wow. I mean, she she wow. got it good. She got it good. Yeah. So like, you know, she was a trooper, you know, and I was able to get it out mostly unscathed and everything. But uh, yeah, it was it was a great on the water learning experience at the same time, too. Um, but uh, yeah, it was it was a good time. And we're pretty sure that the owners, um, you know, definitely were full of bass stories <laughs> because, you know, they kept on saying, oh, yeah, you know, um, we've had guys pull uh, eight pounders uh, out of some of these lakes before. And like the biggest fish that was caught was maybe like a 16 inch fish. The rest of them were just like <laughs> short little dinks, you know, but they had big catfish in there. A couple of ladies caught some big catfish. So regardless, you know, if it, it was still a good time, um, I think everybody at least caught something. They had big crappie in there too, which were pretty nice. Um, and then, um, then I came home that Sunday and then let's see here. Today is what this, I, I don't even know what day it is right now. I'm like so <laughs> off on the days. Uh, so yeah, it was a week ago I drove home and then this past Monday I actually had to go into work. I was originally supposed to be off, but lots of crazy stuff was going on. So I was like, yep, I'll go in on Monday and then I'll take the following Monday, which I'll tell you why here in a second. But anywho, so I was like, okay, well, you know, I'm going to get uh, ready and get packed to go salmon fishing. But on that Tuesday, I had to... Um, uh, get my truck in for its, you know, maintenance and everything. I was like, oh, you know, maybe I'll go fishing at Banner. I had an amazing day at Banner. Like the topwater bite was like stupid awesome. And I'm just like, I waited to the last very minute to pack up and leave. It was just, it was stupid. <laughs> I'm like, okay, <laughs> you know, let's, let's keep up with these good trends. And so, um, then I was packing and all that other stuff. And then Wednesday, um, headed up to uh, Manitowoc, Wisconsin uh, for my annual fishing or salmon fishing time, I should say. Uh, I missed out last year because I had shoulder surgery. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to go up and just fish. I wasn't going to worry about competing in the uh, salmon tournament that is hosted every year. I was just... You know, so I just said, I'm just going to go up there. I'm going to have fun. I'm going to do it at my own pace. And I got four of my good buddies to come down and fish with me. So uh, Tony Lamb, Titus Dominguez, um, Amy, is it Akola? I think is how you say your last name. And then um, Chunson Choi, he also goes by JC. Um, most of those guys are from the KBL and then Amy, I know from the women's event, uh, that we met at, um, lacrosse a couple of years. Cause she lives in lacrosse. So she literally drove from the Western side of the state, which is on the border of the Mississippi river to the Eastern side on the Lake Michigan side. Wow. So, you know, it, it was, yeah, it, it was pretty awesome. So, and you know, it, it was a pretty good drive for me too. It was about a five hour drive. And so got up there on Wednesday and uh, went out, um, yeah, pretty much on my own on um, Thursday. And, um, you know, it was, it was pretty nice and mostly calm in the morning. And it was about 10 o'clock or so 
Uh, I got my first one on. Um, if you guys uh, haven't seen on my Facebook, I did post uh, the video from that one on there. It was like a GoPro edit because I had to shorten it for it to, you know, process and everything. But uh, got my first taste of, you know, the salmon screaming reel, which was, oh, God, it just... If you've never hooked into a 20 plus pound king salmon, let me tell you, it's, it is the greatest experience like you could ever have. And so I was out trolling um, around the mouth of the harbor and decided, all right, you know, I'll go troll up river, see what I can get. And then I got my second one is about, I think about noon, 1130 or noon or something like that, hooked in on that one. And that one was quite a bit bigger. Um, the first one I caught was maybe 17 pounds. And then the second one I caught was about 22 pounds. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, I know you're just like, what? <laughs> yeah, that's a lot of fish. Yeah, yeah, it's a yeah. lot of fish. <laughs> I should have brought my cooler with me so you could see, like, how full of fish my <laughs> cooler is right now because it's stupid. But, uh, yeah, it was fun regardless. So then um, I got off the water probably about, oh, gosh, I don't even remember. It might have been 2 o'clock or so. Went and processed the fish and whatnot because they've got a, uh, a processing station there where, you know, grinds them up and everything and all that stuff, which is pretty nice. And uh, then went and got a bite to eat and went to check in at the – or no, I went back to the Airbnb to – get all prepped and everything for the next day. And then Tony joined me uh, Friday morning uh, for a little bit. And we both didn't get anything Friday. It just, just seemed like it was just quiet and dead. It was just, there was not much action hmm. going on. None of the boats were catching anything in the river or whatnot. So I was like, you know, maybe it's a good thing. I decided not to go into the tournament. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, then everybody else gets in Friday night and uh, Saturday morning we get up and we're like, okay, well, we know the tournament folks are going to be launching at about 530. So we're like, yeah, we'll just get up, leave about 615, hit the water, hopefully get on the water about 7, 715 or so. That'll get everybody out of there. Well, <laughs> We didn't know, and not many other people knew, but there was also a bass boat tournament that was going to be going out of there. They decided last minute uh, that they were oh, going to wow. have something. Yeah, so it's just like, oh, this is cute. So, you know, luckily there wasn't very many of them, but it was, <laughs> it was quite busy ramp <laughs> that morning. And so, uh, you know, we all get launched and everything um, the night before, you know, a a lot of them were new, like uh, Tony and JC and Amy. They they've never salmon fish before. They, you know, have never used a um, uh, a reel with a, a line counter on it or anything. You know, setting the drag and all that other stuff. So it was pretty enjoyable getting to you know kind of teach them those types of things too. And uh, we always have this um, kind of thing when it comes to Tony. So. He's got a nickname of like hogs only or toads only because like Tony may not always catch a lot of bass, but when he catches fish, it's always like behemoth fish. Like he caught a 23 inch bass on Newton. Yeah, it was Newton Lake. Like I'm trying to remember how many years ago. Nobody's been able to beat that record in our club. 
And then um, we had had another outing wow. where me, him, and uh, another buddy of ours, I think it might have been Alan, were at Banner, and me and Alan were tearing up the fish. Meanwhile, Tony hadn't caught anything. Then all of a sudden, ding, he had like a 21-inch bass. We're just like, what the heck, dude? He's just like, eh, you know. And he's so, like, <laughs> chill and laid back about everything. So, like, that's the other thing that kind of throws me off. But uh, we're, you know, we were talking, I was just like, you know, I bet you Tony is going to hook into not only like a giant salmon, but it'll probably be a male because the males are typically bigger than the females. Sure enough, you know, it was like nine o'clock or something like that. And he he had hooked into one and it was a big male. Um, It was, I think, like a 26 pound male. It was, it was big. (laughs) And so, yeah. And this, of course, you know, was the day of the tournament. So, (laughs) uh, I'd come up on him because I wasn't sure if it was him that was fighting a fish or one of the guys who was competing in the tournament. And there was only 10 anglers who had signed up for their tournament too, which was surprising, but also kind of not surprising at the same time since, uh, you know, the bite had been pretty tough or whatnot. And so I come up on him and uh, I was like, what's he doing over there? And he sends a picture in our uh, little group chat we had created. He's like, looky what I found. It shows, you know, a picture of the salmon he just caught in his boat. And I'm just like, yeah, Tony. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. It was so awesome. And he had his GoPro going. (laughs) And uh, I'm sure he'll probably post this, too. But um You know, he had made like a little video. He's just like, all right, this is for you, Linda, for his wife. And, you know, so he started singing the here fishy fishy song. And we're just like, yeah, we've all been there before. (laughs) And it wasn't even like, you know, two minutes after he was doing that is when he got hooked up. And just it was it was so. Wow. And that's funny. yeah, yeah. And he showed us the vi- the video of him. He's just like, all right, Linda, this is for you. And then he's like, here, fishy, 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 fishy. <laughs> we're just dying. Because, <laughs> I mean, it's so sure we've totally, we, I think we've all done that at some point in our life while we've been on the water. <laughs> um, but, uh, so, yeah, he Absolutely. caught that one. And then um, uh, Chunson JC... Uh, he hooked into a nice one too. Um, and yeah, two was all that was caught on Saturday. And so, you know, I was, I was kind of bummed. I was like, man, I hope, you know, maybe Amy or Titus could get into one, you know, and I hadn't hooked in, into anything either since. So, but you know, I, again, I was just more there just to have a good time. I, I was just out there salmon fishing. I was just glad to be out there. And so, uh, you know, we're getting packed up, getting ready to, you know, check out this morning. You know, we planned on getting there about the same time again and only fishing until about noon or so. And uh, it was a little bit chillier uh, today than it was the last couple of days. And um, uh, sure enough, uh, JC hooks into another one, um, not immediately off the bat, but like we were going around uh, this like second bend and part of the river. And I mean, he just hooked into a real nice one, which is pretty awesome. And then um, 
it was pretty quiet for a while. And then um, I know somebody else, I think, I think JC might've almost hooked up into another one again, but then it came off. And so it's getting to be about, gosh, I'm trying to think what time that first one was. Um, <laughs> uh, people were starting to talk about, you know, okay, you know, maybe we'll, um, uh, yeah, it was like, it was like 10, 10 And so I was like, all right, you know, got to get to a certain point to where, okay, you know, start heading back. Cause like, it's a good amount of river and, you know, you're only trolling like two miles an hour. So you may think, oh, well, you know, you can get around pretty fast, but it takes you a long time to go quite a ways. <laughs> and so, uh, 1040, uh, sure enough, drag starts peeling on my ride. I was like, all right, I'm hooked into one landed, uh, landed my first one. And, uh, it just, it, oh God, it's just, it's such a wild ride. <laughs> and, um, you know, uh, I was telling people in the chat, you know, I was like, Hey, you know, make sure you're running your line this far back, use this lure, um, you know, et cetera, et cetera, type of thing. <laughs> and, um, you know, it starts getting to be about 11 o'clock or so. And a couple of the guys are like, all right, you know, well, they hadn't had anything. They were going to start heading in. And it was exactly an hour later. So I was like, yep, I just made my last turn and I'm going to start heading back as well. Literally like a minute after I sent that message, I hooked into one. So like I messaged in the chat, I was like, JK just hooked up again. <laughs> <laughs> Hooked into my second one an hour later, and I was like, all right, I, I'm done. I'm done. Stick a fork in me. I'm done. <laughs> so then we got in. Nice. And, um, uh, you know, went to the fish station and whatnot, got it all cleaned up, and drove five hours home, came home, and started getting stuff unpacked, and here we are. <laughs> so I wanted to... The show maybe uh is this the uh first fish if i let me see if i can add this in here um is it gonna come up mm -mm -mm. yeah that's the first fish from today so is this okay very cool very cool and then yep, the yep. other picture that you had sent is the both fish right yep yes look at that yeah buddy <laughs> so how much like total weight is that oh god um you know what i actually didn't weigh those two i would say that both of those were oh, probably really? at okay. least 20 so both right there is you know so, 40 pounds of fish plus the other man. you know 20 some odd and 18 some odd that i have a lot of fish in my cooler right now <laughs> a lot of fish well, in my well, I'd say that's a pretty successful trip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Heck that's yeah. crazy. Nice. Well, congrats. That sounds nice. like uh, an epic end to uh, a very uh, crazy uh, season of travel. Yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's all coming to an end soon. <laughs> <laughs> 
makes you, uh, I mean, I, I think, you know, you would think about, um, you know, how much that life, like the kind of, like the Christine Fishers and, you know, those guys live almost year round. Yeah. And, and how, how the heck do you do that when you're, you know, you did it for a few weeks and how exhausted that must feel. So. Yeah. I mean, like to live on the road is just, you gotta have just like a, a, a certain drive. You've got to have a certain patience. Um, and it just, it, it can take a toll, you know? Cause I mean, if you don't necessarily like have a quote unquote, like home in a sense, and you're just living on the road, it's, you know, I, I can't even imagine what it would be like just to, you know, live out of a car or RV or whatever it is, you know, and just, crash at friends' houses or wherever, you know, I mean, you know, it, it's, it's awesome to see her that, you know, she's finally got a place to call home now. Um, you know, and an awesome one at that. Cause I mean, I know she's in Tennessee and close to, um, I want to say that she's maybe somewhat close to chick or something like that. It's just, Oh God, if you could live anywhere, heck yeah. Why not live close to chick, uh, Chickamauga. So Yeah. <laughs> Heck but yeah. uh yeah I, yeah I know like coming home you know it's just like oh god it's so good to be home like i can you know just kind of slow down and catch up on a lot of things whereas if you're living on the road and you know you have to make um you know social media posts to you know live off of because you know granted people who are trying to make it you know maybe living off of you know social media whether it be YouTube or TikTok, you know, whatever it may be. And I'm just like, I got home and I'm just like, God, I barely have the energy to do much more tonight. I mean, I can't even, it, it, it's a lot. It, it takes, it takes a lot of determination to uh, be able to do that like full time and just be on the go. Well, yeah, I can't even imagine. And, and, um, I know, uh, you know, like just that wasn't even like the events you did were like the, you had a lot of preparation to do for the, uh, women's event and, um, you know, just, uh, like it wasn't even like you, you could go and, you know, kind of, you know, just fish. There was so much else that went into all of that, that I think on top of it, you know, it had to be, you know, that just adds to it. So it wasn't even just as simple as, you know, just uh, hitting the road with your fishing gear and making sure that, I mean, that's a chore in itself, getting all that lined up, but let yeah. alone, and, and when you think about, you know, the extra stuff that like Christine and them would have to do with, you know, bringing something to edit your content and all that, that they do on the road. I, I just, it, yeah, it boggles the mind and, you know, yeah. it, it, people always, you know, you hear them say, oh, you're lucky, you you know, you fish for a living, but it's really, there's so, so much more that goes into it. And, and they work harder than almost anybody else I know, uh, to live that life. Yes. Um, so it's that, and you know, the very unglamorous things that they go through definitely don't, uh, get published very often, you know, 
that it, it, it is not the ideal life that everybody thinks it is just from looking at, you know, what they publish and stuff. Yep. Yep. 100%. Like that, that just speaks so much truth in, in so many different ways. You know, a lot of people take for granted, you know, cause I mean, it's like you said, you know, seeing what people post on social media is just, just a glimpse into, you know, somebody's life. You never know what is going on behind the scenes. Like, you don't know what struggles they're facing. You don't know, like, what what anybody's going through, you know? I mean, it just, there's, it's a lot of time. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of dedication. And it, it's also, you know, keeping up with all of the changes and evolution in social media as it is, you know, because, I mean... You know, five years ago, you know, there there wasn't TikTok. You know, I mean, YouTube's been around for quite a while. But, um, you know, and podcasts were maybe just now coming out. Um, other things have been changing. So, you know, you always have to be um, on in the know with all the evolutionary, evolutionary changes Cause if you're not, you know, and you're behind, you're, you're definitely going to pay for it in the long run too. So yeah, but even more, and even more now too, it's just like, you know, how do you keep your social media fresh, you know, and making sure that you're not posting the same thing over again, or, you know, the same thing that everybody's doing type of thing, you know, making sure that you're, still staying true to you, but also appealing to, you know, your older audience and even your newer audiences as well. Yeah, I can imagine that, like what you just said there about, uh, you know, staying true to yourself, you know, there's a lot of YouTube uh, or content creators that will, will do things that, you know, probably I would hope, you know, kind of go, go against things that they would normally do. Like, oh, uh, watch this video of me getting kicked out of this private fishing pond, you know, or, or something silly like that, you know? Right. Yeah. It's just like, you, you don't have to do something like silly and absurd like that. That's no, 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 no. Like don't be doing stupid stuff like that. <laughs> um, well, well, very cool. So um, definitely a lot of cool things. And, and uh, I know you mentioned, um, you know, before we started that you made a lot of, uh, good contacts. So I look forward to hearing or uh, getting to meet some of those people on future shows. Um, and um, I, uh, in the meantime, I've been reaching out to a few folks. I have, we have, so we have another uh, river guest lined up uh, shortly this week. Um, speaking of that, I wanted to give a quick shout out uh, to our guest from last week, Randy uh, Long. He uh, uh, graciously invited me uh, on the river with him and uh, I got to see firsthand that he truly is the smallmouth whisperer. Um, he he kind of mentioned. He said, "You know, you know, it might be kind of last minute when I call you, but when the when the time's right on the river, I'm going to reach out and you know we're going to go out and um, you know we're going to crush him." And um, now I promise to keep most of uh, what we did a secret, but I can give you uh, tell you we fished part of the Susquehanna River. And between him and I, we caught 152 smallmouth and, um, both of us caught twenties 
Um, oh. I was going to share this picture. This is both of our 20s. Oh. So, um, but I, I mean, out of those 152 fish, I would say maybe 12 or maybe a dozen were below 12 inches. Everything else was, you know, 15, 16, 18. I lost count of how many 18 and 19 inch fish we caught. Oh my God. I hadn't, I hadn't caught my 20 yet this year. And I, he kept saying, well, we're going to, we're going to catch you a 20 today. And <laughs> so I, I just, I've heard people, you know, mention about catching a hundred fish days on the river. And I always, you know, never believe them, but having experienced it, that was, it was pretty amazing. I mean, um, I, my thumbs have just, you know, not really fully recovered. <laughs> I had like, just, I'd never had bass thumb that bad on both thumbs, but man, it was just an epic day. And uh, so I wanted to give a, a shout out to him. And if you guys are interested, um, you know, like I said, he's just getting his guiding business or uh, his kind of guiding stuff up and running. But if you want to, you know, catch big ones now, he said, you know, that he doesn't always have 150 fish days. I think he said that was his best day on his boat this year, him and I, his next previous best was 150 or 142. And, uh, it was funny. We, uh, we hit uh, 138 and it was starting to get pretty dark. And he's like, well, I want to beat 142, you know, cause that's my best this year. And we just happened to find one more spot that just held a ton of fish. And it was again, just boom, 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 boom. And, um, he carries a little, uh, fish or a, uh, pitch ca uh, counter in his pocket. So he was just clicking them off all day long. Um, and uh, we ended up with 152 and uh, and it was just uh, an epic day. So if anybody is interested, you know, uh, go back and listen to the show from last week and check out the show notes for Randy's information because he uh, definitely knows what he's doing. If you're looking for someone to take you out on the river, uh, definitely was a fun trip and uh, much thanks to him for sharing that with me. So. Awesome. I'm, I'm jealous of that dude. Like 120 fish like that. 152. Or I'm sorry. Yeah. 152 like that. Oh my God. Like that, <laughs> that, that just, it just, see, it, it, it sounds like just the perfect day, you know, and especially for you, you know, I mean, you needed it more than anything and was so glad that you could have an awesome day like that. I just, oh my gosh, that's yeah, so that amazing. Uh, easily was the best day of, of fishing I've ever had in my life. I, <laughs> I, I don't even know what my, my last big or total, uh, you know, best total was, but I would guess somewhere in the thirties or forties maybe. Wow. So to, to, to make a jump like that and, and the quality of fish was just crazy too. It was, yeah, it yeah. was just nuts. It was <laughs> It, it, it was funny because by the end we were kind of spoiled. Oh, that's just an 18. You know? <laughs> yeah. Right. That was just this measly 18. He's like, you don't want to even measure that? He's like, nah, it's not a 20. So, <laughs> nice. so I almost wish, um, uh, you know, he, he, uh, one of the, my price for admission was I had to join Smalley Games for this uh -huh. year uh to to uh to include that 20 in the pennsylvania's count because uh -huh. he's really trying to make sure pennsylvania wins the uh state uh total for uh he's almost doing it single-handedly i i think pennsylvania has like uh i don't know how many 
I, I'm going to guess 50 and I bet you he has 35 of those. Oh bits. my gosh. Yeah. So <laughs> that's awesome. It's crazy. Um, he, he has, he definitely knows what he's doing and where to find the big ones. So awesome. Uh, very cool. But, but yeah, so I know, uh, you gotta be exhausted. So, um, I figured a little bit, yeah. it would be good just to catch up with you and, um, you know, see how, uh, your whirlwind, uh, fishing tour went. And, um, so thanks for sharing with that, that with us and, um, guys, thanks for, again, for tuning in to another episode of Bass Fishing for Noobs. And, uh, we will catch you, uh, we're going to record our next show in just a couple of days. And, um, so we will see you guys back then, but until then, um, thanks again for watching. This has been the best fishing for noobs, uh, channel here on the paddle and fin podcast, where we bring you the techniques, the tricks and the tips to help you rip more lips. You guys have a good night. Oh, wait, Susie, do you want to shout out your sponsors or anything? I don't know. I we might as well give you a chance. Um, gosh, uh, sure. Um, actually, um, there was something big, um, that I did, uh, forget to mention <laughs> that happened, uh, too, at the women's event. So, um, it hasn't necessarily been like advertised or anything in a sense, but, um, I was, uh, kind of sort of, uh, voted to be like, quote unquote, like on the board now. So like, I helped manage officially the women's fishing federation awesome so. wow congrats <laughs> yeah yeah pretty uh pretty awesome stuff um but uh, yeah sponsor wise um uh dubro fishing bassett baits um hobie fishing kistler rods uh catch uh omnia fishing i just became an ambassador on there kind of fun to uh you know, write fishing reports on there and everything. And, uh, of course, you know, paddling. <laughs> <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Well, um, again, thanks for sharing and guys, we will catch you next week for another episode. So tune in. All right, everybody, you guys have a good night. Good night.